Oh, yes. We are back for the second half of the show. And as you see at the bottom of your screen, it's going down tonight. So make sure you tune in to WTF. It's not 1999 anymore. The collaboration with Sean Michelle. Okay, at 10 o'clock tonight. Where you're watching this is where you're going to be able to see it. You don't want to miss it. Last week was amazing. We're going to run it back. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Really, really spooky. You know those are the little Shadamas hours at 10 o'clock. So make sure you lock in. But with that being said, we got a show to complete. And we're going to move right on home to New York. We know we base out of New York. You've seen the, you know, the theme song and everything is New York-ish. We're going to talk about New York right now because, man, it's not looking good. It's looking like the Giants are in a limbo because the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, recently, today or yesterday, changed agents amid looming contract talks. Also, there was a report today that came out that Saquon Barkley and the Giants, there's a gap in between negotiations. So the Giants have a lot of questions that need to be answered. But we're going to start with this question. How should the Giants tackle this offseason regarding Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? And Zach, once again, the mic is yours. Yeah, well, so uh, a ton of interesting news regarding the Giants and Saquon Barkley. And one thing uh, that you didn't mention that I will, it's looking like the Giants are expecting to franchise tag Daniel Jones this offseason. And I do think that is definitely the right way to handle this situation. Because when you look at Daniel Jones, right, I want to give him a lot of credit. He had a phenomenal season leading the Giants to the playoffs when really everyone just forgot about the guy because of the terrible coaching he had the last few years with um, Joe Judge and with Pat Shermer. He never really had an opportunity to succeed in New York. But as soon as he gets that coach in Brian Dable, and it's important to mention, like they didn't even have any real legit weapons and he still got them to the playoffs. He still won a playoff game. He outplayed Kirk Cousins in a playoff game. And that was really impressive. So uh, doing that right before contract season, right, be- right after the Giants for uh, didn't pick up your fifth year option. Like that is just a hell of a season. And Daniel Jones earned himself a ton of money. But I think when you look at the Giants, I would have a lot of hesitation paying Daniel Jones a long-term deal for that price. And I like Daniel Jones. I have no problem giving him a three, four year deal. If I had to give him, you know, 25, maybe $30 million a year at most. But when you got to go over 30, any, like I would have, I wouldn't give him 35, let alone $45 million a year, especially on a long-term deal. And I think we have evidence to why that is not working. So when you, I think the only fair comparisons to make here are two other quarterbacks in the NFC that were in a similar position in Dak Prescott in Kirk Cousins. And I think the thing that all three of these guys have in common is I have no problem paying them like $25, $30 million a year at most. And I think they can win football games, but they need as much help around them as possible. And when you're paying a quarterback, as much as the Cowboys are paying Dak Prescott, as much as the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins, that doesn't allow you the opportunity to build your best around them. And I think when you look at the New York Giants, it's super interesting because Brian Dable and Joe Shane took over a situation that was awful. Dave Gettleman left a pile of garbage in uh, in, in, uh, New Jersey because he gives Kenny Galladay the big money. The Giants don't have any cap space. They're way over the cap. Uh, Daniel Jones was not given any help. And I still 
don't know how he just pulled off the season he did. And Brian Dable is an elite head coach. I think he proved that. But my worry for the Giants is if they just go all out and pay Daniel Jones as good of a season as he had, I just don't think that's a, a sustainable formula for winning because when you're paying him that much money, that doesn't really allow you the opportunity to build around him. And I like Daniel Jones as a quarterback. I think he's comparable to Dak Prescott or Kirk Cousins. You know, he's right in that same range. But we have concrete evidence that the Cowboys, they can't win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact they gave him that money and they can't really build around him as much as they want to. And in the Cowboys situation, they also paid their running back and look where that's gotten him. And then you look at the Vikings, you know, they gave Kirk Cousins the bag. He's a very good quarterback. But can you win a Super Bowl with him? Absolutely not. So when I look at Daniel Jones, I want to give him a lot of credit for the season he just had, considering the circumstances he was in. And I do think if I'm the Giants, I would want him back as my starting quarterback next season, but not on a long-term deal when you're giving him a ton of money. If you want to franchise tag him this year, he balls out again next year, and then you pay him, you don't really have a choice. That's fine with me. But at least he'd prove, especially if Saquon Barkley is out of the picture, which honestly, Will, like, I'm really starting to think he might not be playing for the New York Giants next season because we're both not believers in paying running backs, giving them that long-term deal. We have seen how that's aged recently. It's not very good. So if I'm the Giants, I would have no problem at all franchise tagging Daniel Jones, having him back as my quarterback for at least next year, letting Saquon Barkley go, and really seeing what they have. Because the other thing, Will, and I'm curious for your opinion on this, both of us had our doubts throughout the season last year about the Giants and just exactly how good they were. We both were on record of calling them frauds. But I do think the season they had, like they won a playoff game. They, they had a really good year, but still big picture. I think we both realized, even with Daniel Jones as their starting quarterback, this Giant team is a long ways away from winning a Super Bowl. And when you have to pay Daniel Jones, like if he really wants $45 million a year, and it's take it or leave it, would the Giants just say, you know what, as great of a season as it just was, uh, Dave Gettleman left us in such a bad position when we first got here. We had a great season. We won a playoff game, but we are still so far off from winning a Super Bowl. We're not going to pay Daniel Jones that money if that's what he wants and just moving in a completely different direction because I don't think it's worth it. I think if you give Daniel Jones a long-term deal, anywhere close to 35 to $45 million, that is a recipe for disaster that is not going to end well. Just look at the Cowboys. Just look at the Vikings. So that's what I would do if I were the Giants. I would franchise tag Daniel Jones. And unfortunately, I would have no problem letting Saquon Barkley go. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get to your question because it actually falls in line with the question at the bottom. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to answer all the questions you may have and feel free to ask me more as I go along. I, I do want to start up by saying this. And I said it on the show with Zay and Cuzzo, right? I think Daniel Jones, when he won that playoff game against the Vikings, he priced himself out of New York by winning that game and having the performance that he had. And the reason why I say that was because we all know that he was going to command money, more money. When he won that game and you can't fault him for it, him and his agent, well, now his new agent or whatever that agent situation is going on, I just know he's going to command more money. And he should because as a quarterback, that's what you do. And if you're the Giants – you have to negotiate in the best interest of the team. So that's where things can get tricky. So I really think he might have priced himself out of New York by winning that game and having the performance that he did. Matter of fact, when that game was going on, and even when that game ended immediately, 
when everybody was talking about, you know, can the Giants beat the Eagles? I already knew they wasn't going to beat the Eagles because they didn't have no talent. My instant thought was, damn, I wonder what's going to happen in the offseason. I didn't even think about next week. I didn't even think about them going against the Eagles. I already knew what was going to happen, and it happened. I was thinking, man, I wonder how this is going to impact Daniel Jones' contract, how it's going to impact Saquon Barkley's contract. And theoretically, if you're on the side of Daniel Jones, because I'm a Daniel Jones guy, I'm pretty sure those who watch the show know that. Theoretically, he won more playoff games than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got a $160 million guaranteed deal. He won as much games, playoff games here, than Lamar Jackson, who's seeking to offset the market with a $250 million guaranteed contract. Now, obviously, Lil, there's a difference in talent. I get that, but sometimes we do live in a copycat league. I'm looking at you getting money. I want to get in that same vicinity. And I have as much accomplishments as you. I deserve, I can scramble too with my legs. I can pass the ball pretty accurately, probably better than both of y'all cats anyway. So I'm not mad at Daniel Jones at all for $145 million. Pay me my money. Now, when it comes to the Giants perspective here, this is where things get interesting. Zach, I got a question for you before I continue my take. I'm gonna let you answer the question. Because you said a point in your lap when you said, when you talk about Kirk Cousins, I guess, yeah, I guess you could throw Jared Goff in that situation. You need to have a great roster to win with those guys. I agree. And I don't even think you can win with those guys, even with a great roster. But you need a great ecosystem around guys like Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Now, my question to you was, do you think Jared Goff and – Kirk Cousins would have been able to get the same Giants team to the playoffs this year into the divisional round. That's a really good question. And I think like, it's so interesting because I think the key factor in this is Brian Dable. Like my gut instinct to that would be no, but with Brian Dable, maybe. And guess what? Brian Dable ain't leaving. So I think for me, when you talk about the fact that you have a great coach who is scheming a lot of things up, from an X's and O's perspective, there wasn't much repping we to fall back on. So what he fell back on was Daniel Jones' ability to scramble and create yardage with his legs. And that's something that's not going to go away. He still has that. So I think if you're the Giants, I'm not saying pay him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all this to say pay him. I'm saying all this to say I understand why Daniel Jones won $45 million. And he has a very valid point or very valid points to want that money. Now, if I'm the Giants, I will agree with you. I will franchise tag him because, look, for me, I like Daniel Jones. I consider him a second-tier quarterback at the top of the list from a second-tier perspective. After your Jalen Hurts and your Mahomes and your Herberts and your, and your um, you know, other guys. I know I'm forgetting names, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. After that tear, I'm starting with Daniel Jones in the second tier, right? But what I think and how I judge quarterbacks the Giants are a totally different animal. They're the ones that got to pay the guy the money. They're the ones that got to see him like I see him. The fans as well got to see him like I see him. And I'm not sure how the Giants fans are seeing him. I'm not sure how the team is seeing him. Do they see him as a second-tier guy? And if they don't, then you should obviously tag him. Obviously, you run the risk of Saquon Barkley running out. And you know where he's going, right? He's going to Kansas City. He's going to go wing chasing. If you let Saquon Barkley go, he's going to go ring Jason. Obviously, the Giants don't care about that. And I got nothing to do with you. But still, he's going to go to Kansas City and make them even harder to stop. But I say that to say that I will franchise tag him. And if you don't believe in him, why not? 
flex Daniel Jones under the tag and try to get you Lamar Jackson. When we had that debate, me, Cousin, and Zay, the Giants was the team I picked. Not because I think they need to make that move. Like I said, I'm a Daniel Jones guy. But if you can flex him, you, you don't have to pay Saquon if he walks, then flex him for Lamar Jackson. If you want to overpay for somebody, right, and you're not a believer in Daniel Jones, why not overpay for Lamar Jackson compared to Daniel Jones if you can make that happen? I'll do it. That is a very creative and interesting idea that I haven't really thought about, but I, I like where you're going there. Um, I think it's interesting with Daniel Jones, though, because uh, in front of me, Lil, I have the list of quarterbacks uh, going by the AAV, how much money they're making uh, per year. And just for reference, Aaron Rodgers this past season made the most money at 50, Russell Wilson at second with 49, Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson just about the same at 46. And then there's Patrick Mahomes at 45. So Daniel Jones wants to be right where Patrick Mahomes is at the $45 million uh, per year uh, contract. And just for reference also, that would be more money than Josh Allen. That would be more money than Matthew Stafford. That would be more money than both Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, two guys that I mentioned. And my worry with the Giants here is this. Like, I understand that Daniel Jones had a great season and he balled out and he absolutely deserves to get paid. But my worry from the Giants perspective is like, if they're okay with just winning, you know, 10, 11 games every year, winning a playoff game or two, but never really coming close to the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl, I have no problem with them giving Daniel Jones that contract for that money because I think that's where they'd be. The Giants situation was pretty bad this past season, and he still got them to win double-digit games, got them to the playoffs, won a playoff game. I just think the issue is – I. Like you could win with Daniel Jones with a lot around him, but when you're committing this much money to him, that means you're trusting him to do it all on his own. And I'm just not exactly sure if that's where they should stand right now, because there's no doubt when you're paying Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, when he gets it, or Jalen hurts, when he gets it, like Josh Allen, like all those elite guys, like, you know, as long as they're on your team, you're going to have a chance to win any game you play. And when you look at Dak Prescott, when you look at Kirk Cousins, and I would throw Daniel Jones in that conversation, like I just don't feel the same way. And I feel like with the Giants, it's so important to react appropriately. Like they had a great season. They made the playoffs for the first time in about five years. They won a playoff game, but they have to build on this appropriately. They cannot act like, oh, we're just one piece away, two pieces away from winning a Super Bowl and just spend recklessly like that is and, and give Saquon Barkley a big long-term contract like that is something that could ruin your franchise we're seeing it with the Dallas Cowboys right now the Giants do not want to be their division rival and the Dallas Cowboys that's their number one problem they pay all of their guys what the market values them and it just blows up in their face each and every time and when you're the New York Giants it's a tough position to be in with both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley about to hit the open market, about to be free agents. But you have to make sure you do not make the same mistakes the Dallas Cowboys did and just pay everyone their market value. And now they can't afford anyone. They can't afford to build around Dak Prescott when we both know like he needs a lot of help if he wants to win playoff games and go deep in the playoffs on a consistent basis. So I just think this is such an interesting situation for the Giants because they had a great year. They were better than anyone expected. But deep down, does Brian Dable and Joe Shane really think that this team is anything close to being a legit Super Bowl contender? And that answer better be no, or else it could walk <laughs> in their face. I mean, that's why I would make the Lamar Jackson deal. If I'm them to pay him with Brian Dable, I think if you talk about Brian Dable's track record with quarterbacks, Daniel Jones included, 
I think Lamar Jackson and him together will be something to watch. But, you know, obviously we can touch on that a little later. But I, I think for me, it's a tough spot for the Giants. It's not an easy decision. Like, it's not easy tag him. It's not easy pay him. It's like, yo, you got to go through the dynamics. Like I said, I was impressed. You know, you throw Kirk Cousins in there, Jared Goff in there. I don't see them making the playoffs with that roster. So clearly, Daniel Jones have something of value. Like, obviously, you're a great play caller if you're Brian Dable. And you deserve majority credit for this season. But the players still have to play. You can scheme, but if your players don't execute, it's a totally different story. And didn't have a lot of weaponry. So there's some value that Daniel Jones have. And I made a mistake. If you talk about second-tier quarterbacks, I'm starting with um Matthew Stafford. When you brought him up, I was like, yeah, that's a second-tier quarterback that probably be at the top. I don't consider him first-tier. But I consider him second-tier. Then you got your, you know, possibly your Daniel Jones, a couple quarterbacks after that. Derek Carr will be another guy, top-tier, um, second-tier at the top. So, yeah, but I think Daniel Jones, man, look, he – it's a very interesting because there is a world where you can pay both of them, but obviously it, it would be a mistake. Like if you tag one and pay the other long-term deal, it would be a mistake because clearly as much as we want to harp on the season that the Giants had, it was kind of like overblown. Like you look at them in the last final 10 games, they were three and six and one, three, six and one in the last 10 games. And keep so in clearly, mind, one of those wins was a little controversial in Washington, you know, exactly. Uh, it could have been another loss. So clearly they wasn't, that talented and now you're just overpaying for average obviously the nfc and how the nfc was shot had a reason why you was able to win some of the games you won theoretically you should have happened in the playoffs but you got there and daniel jones you got there with him and he had a hell of a playoff game so i i, I don't think there's a world where they pay both and that would be a smart business move so that means you have to balance everything out and i agree with you 100 percent I would tag Daniel Jones, obviously run the risk of Saquon Barkley walking out, and then I would try to either rock with Daniel Jones and build the roster accordingly with the money I have, the fourth highest cap space in the NFL, maybe trade for a T. Higgins and get Higgins with it. But I also may highly consider Lamar Jackson and peeping in there, seeing what the, what the word is with him and, you know, their stint together. And try to pull off that deal. Because if I can flex Saquon out of here and Daniel Jones for Lamar Jackson, I am doing that. Because although I think Daniel Jones is second tier, Lamar Jackson is top tier. And I'm going after that guy. Like my guy Dujanay said on the show, I'm going to get that man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, well, um, just one more question I had for you off the bat. So... It's interesting with that trade because Daniel Jones is a free agent also. So the Giants would have to tag Daniel Jones and then the Ravens would have to be okay with paying him that. And I don't know if they would. So my question is, is there another team? And, and sorry to put you on the spot. I, if you need, I can give you time to think about it. But is there another team like besides the Giants that would be willing to give Daniel Jones this money? Because I'm starting to think about it. Like, who are the Giants negotiating against? If Daniel Jones, if he if they don't tag him and he is a free agent and, and he's commanding this money, like, could you think of a team that is just so desperate? And I know we say it all the time, like anyone is desperate for a quarterback and anyone will overpay. And I think when it comes to certain guys, like that theory could definitely be true. But I feel I cannot see a team not named the Giants giving Daniel Jones this money. So like, who are the they even like maybe, but they, they're the cash 
they're cash poor, you know. Mark Davis, he's, he's not trying to pay average. They, of, of big they, money. they will have to restructure contracts. Um, you know, they into selling tickets. I think Daniel Jones, from a skill set perspective, could be marketable. Um, definitely more marketable than Jared Stidham for sure. Um, yeah, they they've been all in to try to get Brady. Brady didn't come through. Aaron Rodgers, we're gonna talk about him later. I don't know about the fit over there. Um, maybe the Raiders probably because they need a quarterback. They they the team that I look at right now. They need a quarterback. Like I said, me, I'm glad that it's not my money. I'm selling out because then it's a whole whole different conversation. Me, I, I get the flexibility to talk about it from a fandom perspective of evaluating quarterbacks, evaluating the market, and evaluating good business decisions. And it's a slippery slope here. But I can tell you one thing for sure. I'm higher than most guys are on Daniel Jones. When you talk about Jalen Hurts, and even Chris Simpson said it, like he doesn't see a, a major difference in the same room between the two quarterbacks. I agree with him. Maybe most people don't. I agree with him 100%. Like, I think Daniel Jones can flat out play. And I just think he needs a better shot. He needs weapons. To sh- if he could do that with, re- with no weapons, imagine if you give him some star-studded talent. Then but now the- I'm looking at this guy like, yo, maybe he could be elite. Maybe. Just maybe. With a proper development. And so far, you're on the right track to resurrecting his career. You did so this year. So me personally, man, when I look at Eli Manning and Daniel Jones, I think Daniel Jones is a more talented quarterback than Eli Manning. Listen, I've never been the Eli Manning fan guy. Like, I always thought he was overrated, but he won chips. So it's hard to say somebody's overrated when they win multiple chips. But I think from a talent skill sets perspective, even Giants players came out and said that Daniel Jones throw a better ball. I think talented-wise, he's talented, more talented than Eli. So if Eli can win a chip, obviously it's a different time. From where Eli played and the quarterbacks that we have now. But obviously, these are questions that you have to ask. And me personally, I'll tag him. You know, I try to trade him for Lamar Jackson. If that don't work, then hey, build around him. And if we lose Saquon, we lose Saquon. Big loss, sure. He was the vocal point of the offense. But you don't feel good about paying and overpaying for running backs who declined the next year and the year after that. So we we'll have to see what they do.